Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller as they uncover the mysteries of the true fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Where we're at right now, Isabel has just called Emmanuel to kind of uh, give, a, give him a report of you know the situation thus far, and the group is currently... All on Raymond's patio, I believe, as Isabel's phone is is ringing with Emmanuel's uh, call back. So we'll uh, we'll pick it up from there, Isabel. Uh, your phone is ringing, and uh, Emmanuel is on the other end there. Um, I don't know if phones back then had like a caller ID, did they? Uh, might, maybe we just show it, the number or something. If you have it programmed in, then it would show that person. Like you have like a what was it like maybe like two dozen people that you could program into the phone or something like that not too many so yeah your big heavy uh block of a phone starts ringing isabel was kind of stepped away from everybody probably out in the front uh, away from the patio and all the other people so she can like talk in private so uh she'll answer the phone isabel it's manny did you call yeah yeah i called everything all right you okay um i don't know uh i'm i'm fine but i don't know if everything's all right um I don't. I don't know if he's telling the truth, Manny. He's. Uh, you just hear some silence on the other end. I looked and I got him to show me in his mind in his dreams, but all I saw was him killing his fetch. It's. I don't know what that means, but it's not. He, he couldn't show me this fae. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but uh, something's not clear here. Okay. Okay. Don't worry, girl. You. You guys have done more than enough. Are you? Are you? Where are you guys at right now? We're at Raymond's. Okay, is Frank there? Yeah, he's here. Okay, I'm gonna come by right now. I can go get him. Do you? you That's all right. I'll be right there. I'll be there in ten minutes, and then you just hear click. Okay. Very serious, man. She'll uh kind of sigh, put the phone back in her bag, go walking up to the rest of them. Uh, he said it like the porch is like a wraparound, right? So walking around the porch to the patio. Just kind of a uh, subdued look. Approach the rest of y'all. How did that go? Well, uh, he's going to be here in 10 minutes. What does he plan to do once he gets here? Did he tell you that? <laughs> no. Of course he did. did you, does he tell you everything he plans? No, he does not. Nope. I just I just told him the truth. That uh, I don't know what's happening. I couldn't see what he said happened. And so he said he'll be here in 10 minutes. This seems kind of out of nature for him to be heading over here, but we'll see what comes of it, I guess. I kind of look through the screen door to see how Charlie's doing. Through the screen door, you see him. He's still kind of just uh, sitting down, staring off into, into his cup of water, kind of just trying to make sense of things. He's in silence right now. And where, uh, where is Katrina? Is she still, is she on the, the patio with all of us too. We're all on the patio, right? And Isabel just came back on there. 
I think so. Katrina, I'll let you, I'll let you uh, describe what you're doing right now. Um, I'm not entirely sure what I said last time. I, I remember I walked out and I think I was just um, standing on your own on the patio, I think, from what I remember. Yeah, I think so. So I'm what's going on in your head that. right now, Katrina? You're kind of you're kind of uh, on your on your own away from the group. Um, you you just heard some pretty crazy, you know, a, a pretty crazy piece of information about somebody that's part of your court. So how, what do you make of that? Yeah, Raymond is a roller coaster, right? I, uh, Katrina has uh, has had his differences with him, and I think already given him uh, a pass like twice, and. He always comes back with something uh, that is uh, yet more crazy than the things he said before. Now she doesn't know how to go on with it. Okay, yeah, that that would definitely make sense. Um, do any of any uh, any of you guys want to say what's going on in your heads before we cut to uh, Emmanuel arriving? I'll, I'll, just one thing I would say is that Raymond probably starting to feel defeated a little bit. You know what I mean? The fact that like. Manny showing up shows that like he couldn't he couldn't fix the situation or get the answers you know from a court mate and that he right now doesn't like the fact that someone from outside of the court now will have to come and you know what I mean get themselves involved uh in a way like he feels defeated but he also feels like angered a little bit but not like would you say you feel like undermined a little bit yeah totally undermined because he feels like that right now it's taken out of his court's hands and that right now you know he's coming here to, to, to go clean up a mess but then you know raymond has been exposed to the fact that manny and others have been aware of other stuff going on in the community that Raymond doesn't agree with you know like with the drugs and all that shit so it makes him wondering like what else is going on in his head but like, yeah, he pretty much feels a little like, you know, he went from being super high with his anger and now it's starting to like, you know, come, he's starting to come down from it. So, and I think where we left off last time as well, you were kind of um, like, are, you're down to like one or two willpower points by now, right? So you were feeling kind of, uh, kind of drained by the situation as a whole. Oh yeah. He's um, down to one. Willpower and then, um, another, another thing, which I probably should have mentioned when we were kind of going over what happened last time was that whole scene where you, this is a pretty cool scene, actually, that whole scene where you had like run out to the, to the water, just like in this uh, almost, it, it reminded me of like a, like an anxiety attack or like a panic attack or something like that, where you were just like, kind of like losing your shit and you just like ran. So yeah, like very, very intense stuff is, has been happening in this past. I want to say it's been only been like a couple hours. You guys have all been together at your place. Yeah, my guy's only down to like one glamour, one willpower right now. So yeah, he's feeling kind of empty at the moment. Gonna have to hit the streets soon. Get some glamour. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anybody else wanna wanna say what's going on in their in their mind right now, or we can just cut to Manny arriving. Um, Isabel is ready to leave. She wants to go. She's tired of being here. Um, this whole situation is stressful, and um. But at the same time, you know, she's going to wait at least and, you know, see what Manny has to say. Maybe he needs her for something, you know, that kind of thing. So she's going to at least wait till he gets here and ask him, like, hey, do you need me for anything? Can I just kind of go? Um, and she also wouldn't leave without also first thanking Raymond, even though he was kind of a turd at first. He uh, 
he he had he did go to extreme lengths to just chill out you know so at the very least she won't just run off but she wants to go and that might be apparent on her like demeanor so we all say like in 10 minutes sharp uh emmanuel is a very punctual man and a man of his word as well and he knows where raymond lives um them being pretty good friends as far as raymond's connection with the summer court his uh court goodwill so emmanuel arrives in his car pulls into the driveway Anybody looking out the porch to the driveway would be able to see him exiting the vehicle in a very uh, calm, not hurried manner. Uh, he kind of fixes his, his shirt as he gets out and uh, brushes himself off a little bit and then just like, you know, slowly makes his way to uh, Raymond's door. Yeah, I kind of just look at him and just kind of nod as he walks up to the patio door and kind of, you know, just open the screen door and push it open for him to walk up on it. So he makes his way up to where you guys are all at, and he's kind of just, you know, analyzing the expressions on everyone's face, and he's just taking a look around, and then he he finds a, an open chair, and he just pulls it out and just takes a seat, and he's quiet for a few seconds, and he just says, okay, so what's going on here, you guys? Well, <clears throat> we, uh, Isabel here was able to get into... Charlie's dreams and what she saw in his dreams and she could probably articulate this better than I if she's already told you is that she wasn't able to see this true fae who Charlie has said he saw in his dreams and once that wasn't successful I tried to tap into Charlie my own ways and I saw that the thing that Charlie fears the most is himself and that led me to talk with Charlie. And through talking with Charlie, Charlie is afraid that he might be the one who's responsible for one of the missing kids. And the reason why is he says he doesn't have any memory of anything. And he's worried that he's not in control of himself. I don't think Charlie has it in him to do anything malicious or, or cause any harm or even betray us to a true fate. But I think he is worried that unknowingly he's being controlled against his will by one. And Emmanuel is, uh, he's listening to what you have to say and you can, he's, he's like staring into, into your eyes as you, as you're saying this, almost like he's, he's like reading you as you're, as you're talking to him and, and he's taking it all in very slowly. He's a very calculating man, except for when he's with Frank, when he's with Frank, he's, it's, it's like a, just a totally different side of him. He, he'll let loose, he'll open up, he'll joke around and stuff like that. But this right now is, is business. This is strictly business. And he, in business situations like this, uh, every word is planned. Everything he does is, is calculated. And um, that's just how he goes about things. And so he's taking in what you have to say. And he's thinking about it for a second. And he, he nods and he says, well, I think it's good she didn't see the, the true fay. Uh, you know, you guys, don't listen. I can see on all your faces right now. You all look very stressed out. It's all right. You guys all did good. You've done what we've asked. You know, I can take the situation from here if it's too much. Raymond, if you want, I'll take the kid. You know, you did your part. I'm not going to, you know, make you guys go crazy over this. If he's lying, I will find out. If he's a victim, nothing's going to happen to him. He's, He's, you know... But if I find out that, that he was a, a traitor to his kind, 
there will be consequences. If he's honest in what he says that, you know, he's just a victim in all this. He's just being controlled. I, no harm's going to come to the boy, you guys. When, when he started and said, you know, we need it. I can take it from here, all that kind of stuff. There's like a visible sigh, like sigh of relief from Isabel. Like, oh, thank God. Like, like she's so done with this. Before I say anything to him, I'm going to look at Katrina to see how, what her reaction is to him saying that he, he will take uh, Charlie from here. Mm, Katrina will raise an eyebrow at that. Like, you can probably read from her expression that she's not sure whether this is good or whether this is worse. <laughs> yeah, I think we're on the same wavelength here. I'm going to ask something as a player to you, storyteller. Is there any way I can do like a re uh like a, a, a an old world of darkness terms the equivalent of like a of perception and you know empathy kind of role to see if he's like bullshitting he's with his yeah. yeah that he's being honest because just just out of curiosity before i say what i need to say next definitely okay so let's see empathy and like wits or something maybe let's do empathy and wits yeah why not empathy and wits okay. wits and empathy and that would this is, be like a yeah we'll just i just have wits i don't have empathy <laughs> that hasn't shown already um all right so uh let me if go you're ahead. unskilled in a thing you get yeah. a you get a minus right yeah you lose a dice off the roll okay gotcha so i got two dice unless so. it's like a a mental thing then it's minus three dice which is pretty brutal all right oh wow oh it does say that minus three unskilled i never thought about that it's crazy all right. Is this a mental thing or no? Okay. No. Okay. Social. You see little categories above the skills? Zero mental. successes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I see that now. Yeah. Okay. Well, so they... zero successes. So, I mean, you can't really... Yeah. You, you don't really get anything from that. You, you, you have to emotions. just kind of go with your go gut. with your gut with whether he's, he's being uh, honest or not. Manny, this is a situation. I told Norma that... I would watch over him and make sure that he gets clean. And Charlie and I have made a pact that I will stick here and help him out until he is clean. But I can give you my word though, that once I feel he's ready to be a part of society again, that uh, one of the first stops we'll make is to wherever you wish for him to go and speak to him. But I think right now at this stage of him recovering from uh, his drug addiction and, and trying to withdraw that he's, Physically and mentally, probably not in the state right now to be moved around so much, especially after the events of tonight and how it could be pretty mentally taxing for him. I really don't think he'd be any use uh, with anything at the moment. I think probably the best bet would to keep him here. Okay, yeah, no problem. I I didn't realize you two had a pledge together, and I'm I'm not trying to to step on that. Uh, if you can if you can ensure that he's not going to be like a flight risk and 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 ditch on us, and I'm perfectly content to let you let you keep an eye on him i think that's very commendable of you raymond you truly are you know your brother's keeper thank you that, that, that means a lot coming from you I, I appreciate it and i'm just reciprocating what you've already done for our freehold here so but tonight's been a crazy night as you can tell probably by everyone's face and i hate to be a party pooper but um i think it's time for me to get some sleep and probably charlie to get some sleep at this moment but you all know how you can reach me okay sounds good um well, I'll be looking into this. I, you know, I do my best to get to the bottom of this. Uh, um, Isabel, you've done enough. Uh, thank you so much for your help. Uh, free to go your way. Um, She'll stand and like hug him. 
Yep, and he'll he'll uh, reach in and give you give you a hug and a kiss on the cheek, just like a very like um like a friendly kiss on the cheek, like very like you know like a professional kind of uh, greeting. When everyone leaves, uh, I would like to subtly try to like get Katrina's attention and just like say something like a word, you know, while I see like everyone's driving off and kind of just give her a sign. I'd like her to stay after everyone drives off. That's okay. Sounds good. Did anybody else want to say or do anything before like everybody starts to clear out? So uh, no. Katrina's probably like intently watching Manny as he's talking um, and she doesn't say anything, but she's um, uh, well, considering asking him about who's pushing the drugs in the city, but she'll stay quiet about it at this point. Summer Court is uh, officially rolling out right now, it seems. The three of you, uh, let's just, before before Raymond and Katrina talk, Isabel, you're, you, it's you, Manny, and Frank. You guys are all kind of like walking, you know, in this like three-person configuration, just like down the driveway to your uh, respected cars. So Manny looks at you, Isabel, and he just, he says, hey, just want to thank you again. Um, look, I hope tonight wasn't too stressful for you. I really appreciate what you did, and, uh, you know, I hope you... Hope you still have a good night. Um, I'll be in touch really soon to go over further stuff. But uh, again, um, thank you. And then he leans over to Frank and he's just like, after you drop your car off at home, I'm going to swing by and pick you up. Okay. Do you need something done like last time? Yeah, something like that. And he just says, all right, guys. And you see, he's, as he's saying that, he's getting into his own car and, and um, shutting the door. And he's like, Isabel, I'll see you later. Frank, I'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, have a good night, guys. Bye, Manny. So she Summer Court me. leaves. Um, so now we have uh, Raymond and Katrina still on the porch right now. Yeah, is uh, I'm going to look through the screen door before I talk. And and you said that Charlie, is he asleep, back asleep? Or is he laying down? Or is he still like... He's just sitting down quietly. And I kind of like before, I just like motion you know, not all aggressively, but just like gently for to see if Katrina will stay there while I go check on Charlie real quick. And I kind of like open the screen door and go in there and just be like, hey, I, I know that was a lot. Don't worry. I talked to Manny. Things are under control. No one's losing their head. No one's getting upset. Uh, but I just need you to rest. So if you can go ahead and try and lay down here, I'm going to turn off the lights here. If people are leaving. I'm just going to go ahead and just get some air real quick. I'll be right outside and then I'll be in here with you soon. Okay. Okay. So uh, I head back in. Um, I head back outside of the porch uh, to talk to Katrina then. Um, yeah. So um, I kind of step out and I just have a seat and just motion to Katrina to have like a seat in another patio chair or whatever sitting across from me. So Katrina's probably leaning against the wall, but she slowly motion towards you all right so uh so are you sitting down or no you're standing up you said or you're sitting down uh, so raymond sat down already yeah 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 she'll sit down okay how, how did you feel about carlos or uh how did you feel about manny's reaction right there i don't know i don't know what to make of him i think you know him better than i do yeah he he's a calculated person and I and what worries me a little bit is how quick he was to want to take Charlie uh, to take um Charlie away without even talking to Norma. 
that worries me a little bit. I mean, to be honest, I don't know up from down right now. I'm starting to feel a little defeated. I feel like that there's literally nothing I can do to prevent whatever's happening. I just kind of feel that I'm getting swept up into the tide. But I do know that like I do know that taking someone one of us and sweeping them away like that on their own accord just doesn't sit right with me. Part part of what I told them was a desperate attempt. Thankfully it worked to stop them from that. So we can gather our wits and we can just after tonight, just fucking center ourselves or just figure out what the fuck we're doing here. Because honestly, Katrina right now, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing now. I'm at a loss. I don't want to call Norma and hand this over to Norma because I don't, I don't trust Norma's judgment at the moment. And I don't know. I don't know who else to trust right now. I don't know if the decisions I'm making are even rational. or I don't know if I'm the one who's who, who's astray right now. Can I ask you something? Yeah, always. So I'm in a similar position. I don't know how to who to trust right now. And you're one of those people. What makes you think that you can't trust me, Katrina? Well, at times you're, you're very composed. You're very caring. And you seem like a generally good guy. And then at other times you completely lose your shit. And then you reveal all these things about your past. I just don't know where to place it right now. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I am. I do feel like I'm a good person. I do know I'm a good person, but I'm also a person who has a made bad decisions and reacted emotionally in my normal first life. And then I'm a person who was held captive and tortured by horrendous creatures against my will for what seemed like years. And now I'm thrust back into a world where I don't feel like I fucking fit in. We sit here and we pretend we leave these lives like we used to leave and we try to fit in with people who are not like us, who have not even remotely experienced what any of us have experienced. And yet we got to put on this facade and face that, yep, everything's fine and everything's good. But then on top of that, we have to mingle with similar people who have gone through similar things like us. And we have to put on a facade again that everything is good and that we're helping each other out. And we're living this perfect society where we're going to help each other survive and we're going to help each other overcome the things that we do to only find out that A, our own kind are trying to poison our own kind and make their situation worse. Or B, our own kind could be betraying us to the people who took our freedom away from us. For me to tell you the things that I've told you, Katrina, means that I trust you. Because I have hardly told anyone else that. Did I make mistakes in my past life? Yes. I was a fucking uneducated redneck who escaped my life and went to school. And then I started living for money because I felt that was a status thing because that's something I never had as a child. I married a trophy wife who didn't love me, who simply had a kid with me to entrap me. And then she decided to have affairs with me, on me. And in a fit of passion, I walked in on her having sex with the man that she was cheating on me with. And before I knew it, I shot and killed both of them. What do you want me to say to that? I could lie to you. I could deny that anything like that ever happened to me. But it was immediately right after that, Katrina, that I was taken. When I st when in a state of panic, I was trying to go into the swamps, trying to think I could hide these bodies and I was taken. And guess what? Because of that act where I could not control my emotions, now I no longer know where my child's at. And I had all those torturous things happen to me. So while I sit here and I'm angry at these people who took us and did these things to us, part of me thinks I'm the reason why I'm in this situation. That's not their fault. It's my fault. That I'm the reason that everything is fucked up in my life. 
and constantly every day, every day I go back and forth with this on who to blame. So if you see that facade crack and you see that side of me, the anger come out, that's just who I am. But I can tell you the, the, the caring that you see and the compassion that you see from me, that's also who I am. I would never cause any harm to anyone close to me ever again. I know that. And I will never cause any harm to you. But how am I supposed to react? How is there is there is there any kind of instruction guide to tell us how we're supposed to react to everything that happened to us? Is there any manual to tell us? I sit there and I look at someone who I thought was my friend, tell me he wants to take a court mate of ours away, and I don't know if I can trust him. Because you want to know where my brain went at when he said that? That I was never going to see Charlie again after that. Yeah, exactly. You may not like my past, Katrina, and I totally understand that because I don't like my own past. But that's just who I am. And if you choose to walk away and, and, and not trust me, that's that's perfectly fine. But I feel I have done nothing to break your trust. If anything, I've opened myself up to you. And I would say the one key to success that you and I want to see and helping others of our freehold grow is to show compassion in that way instead of pass judgment. That's all I can say to that, Katrina. I don't know what else I can tell you. I can tell you this, that I feel with you by my side and your friendship, that I feel that I can somehow find strength to persevere this and whatever challenges we may have. Because right now I need that. I'm not going to lie. Because I don't feel like I can do this right now. Well, okay. So here are my thoughts on this situation. I want to get behind this whole uh, changeling stealing drugs thing. But I don't know how. I think um, one of our advantages is actually that no one sucks would suspect us to know about these things. So the more we can find out without letting anyone else know we're looking into the whole thing, the better. And I'm not sure whether we can trust Manny with this. Like I was I was so close to just outright ask him like 10 minutes ago, but oh, I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't. Because right in that living room of mine, we have someone who can give us the information that we seek. And if anything for him and for the others, I agree with you. We should do this and not let anyone know. Norma doesn't need to know. No one needs to know for now until we find out more. Not even Frank and Isabel, unless we see some sign that they too agree with us on this. I'm not sure about those. I mean, Frank hardly says a word. I mean, when he does, it's kind. He talks about his dog. I think he has a generally good heart, but I'm not sure if he could keep quiet about this whole issue. I just, I just don't know. Maybe he can, but he's too unpredictable. He, he he's a nice guy, and I wish I shared his innocence and outlook on the world. But he's also Manny's right hand, and there's a reason why. As to Isabel, I can 100% empathize with her situation and how she handles it. Her and I, I think, had very similar situations and experiences on the other side. But I think her main thing right now is that she wants to run from her pain rather than confront it. And I think if she was to find out, I do not, I think she would tell Manny just to get it out of her system and move on. How about this? Tomorrow we'll talk to Charlie. If we get a call from Manny, we do. But tomorrow you and I, or we can do it now. It's your call. We can talk to Charlie right in here. Because right now I just, I, I need you to help guide this because I just don't have it in me right now. But I, I agree this needs to get done. I think Charlie had enough for one day. All right. Um, I can call you a cab. Or you can crash uh, my guest room. It's it's your call. Uh, out of character, what day was it again? Like, what day of the week? 
I think it's Saturday. Yeah, it's, it was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. <laughs> Is there a courage roll to find out whether <laughs> Katrina wants to stay with Raymond or not? Oh, I have a really good plan. What's that? Mm. Well, back in character. Yeah, I think it would be good if I could stay over. Okay. Definitely. I have I have a guest room, a small guest room, and um I'll leave some sheets for you and everything like that. And yeah, all right, cool. I need to get some sleep though. I'm I'm seriously I'm drained. Oh fuck. I don't even know what to do at this moment. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go to bed. And I just kinda get up and I open the screen door and unless Katrina has anything she wants to say, I'll just get like whatever sheets and a blanket and a pillow and leave it on the guest bed and just like go take a shower and go to sleep, you know. Well, yeah, we have the usual, like, do you have a spare toothbrush uh, conversation? Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I want to do is, in the middle of the night, get up and look for a weapons cabinet. <laughs> oh, like a gun rack? Um, yes. I, w- I will say that, that I will say that... Sorry, in... Raymond, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'll say that in Raymond. No, I just want to look for it. Okay, I'll just say that in Raymond's bedroom that there is like a, I'll say some pistol of sorts, whatever, like in a sock drawer. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Holy shit, know? it's not the same pistol, is it? The, the, the same, what, what, what? what it's what the murder, is it the murder weapon? From... No, no, no. Raymond actually murdered that, that sympathizer with an ashtray. Oh, right, Remember, right. Like he took an ashtray from the dude, like, because when Raymond killed oh, no, that guy. I was talking about like from your your uh no 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 original no, no. thing like, I was, like, okay all right no 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 like i don't know where that thing's at like, yeah yeah i was gonna say that's pretty dark no, this know, is something like thing. that yeah uh, I, I don't think she would look in raymond's bedroom yeah like in the living room area maybe the uh, basement if there is one no nah, he doesn't have any kind of like armory or no nah, he's not like a gun toting kind of guy he just has one in his bedroom because of instinctual fear he still has of being taken even though he knows guns probably won't do anything to anything you know yeah, she's just trying to gauge by looking at the, uh, looking at the uh, house whether Raymond is still dangerous. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll cover more of that in just a second. Uh, meanwhile, Isabel, you've you've set off in your car. Where are you going to right now? We'll say it's about uh, we'll say it's about nine forty-five, ten o'clock at night. It's it's still fairly early in the night. It is nighttime, but um. She will be, I don't know, um, you know, and she did. She didn't make any other plans for tonight, you know, because she had no idea how long this was going to take at all. So she probably would just go home from here and just try and, like, take her mind off things, you know, space out watching some TV or, or you know, just kind of, like, maybe reading some some kind of activity that gets her mind focused on something else entirely so we'll say for right now you're at home you're you're kicking your shoes off stretching out on the couch starting to starting to try to unwind a little bit getting ready for like a night in frank i want to switch over to you um you've just gotten home maybe five minutes ago you've gone inside you've uh you know given fluffy some some fresh food and whatnot kind of waiting for emmanuel to come and scoop you back up yeah so before long you you can you can see out the window of your apartment emmanuel's uh, car pulling into the 
the lot of the apartment complex and it's kind of like your signal to uh meet him outside so you know frank will probably it's probably warm outside still isn't it yeah it's like always warm outside southern yeah. florida yeah so he probably you know pick up a clean shirt or something just throw it on himself grab a, par- a pair of shorts and yeah, he's gonna go out and meet Manny, or well, go to Manny, I guess again. So you make it out to the parking lot, and Manny is outside of the car at this point. He's kind of uh, smoking a cigarette and just kind of like pacing around a little bit. And he's just like, "Frank, oh. my boy." Oh, hey, Manny. It's pretty late. Is oh, come on, not too late for my Frankie, huh? And he starts to kind of do that that jokey boxing thing with you a little bit, where he's kind of. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, Frank will just sort of play with him, and is oh yeah. He pushes oh. him a little bit, and he kind of like whoa, like you know, he feels the force of it. <laughs> I always have time for you, Manny. So he's he's pacing around, smoking a cigarette, and he looks at you, Frank. He says, "What do you make of of this whole thing with the kid?" Well, I do think Raymond cares about him, and he'll help him. For what it's worth, Raymond is a, I don't know. Raymond is Raymond. He cares, but he's very, I, what's the word in, in intense, right? Yeah, that's Raymond. He's a good man. I, I mean, I, I have no reason not to, not to trust what he says and not to think that he has the best intentions with all this. I just don't want to put too much on him, you know. He's he's a good guy. Uh, I I wonder if he's if he's you know as strong or you as I mentally though. I mean, I'm I'm not sure that that he could you know handle the weight of this situation here. He's kind of a a loose cannon, you know. But I do trust him. I do think he I do think he wants the best for all of us. <sighs> you know, I'd like to just take it off of his hands, but I don't want to I don't want to interfere with the pledge that he's made with the boy. Uh, do trust him, but did he do, was he like something like me? Uh, did he help you with things? Yeah, he's, he's helped me take care of things before. Um, similar in the way that you've helped me take care of certain things. Uh, I like to consider myself as somewhat of a a fixer, you know, I, I try to, I try to see the problems and, and, you know, just just do what has to be done to to take care of them. And I know that most other people probably uh, would not agree with the way that I go about fixing things. But, um, you know, guys like you and guys like Raymond, I, I think, you know, we're we're kind of cut from the same cloth in many ways. We you know, we, we understand that sometimes serious things require a serious response. You understand what I'm saying, right, Frank? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to show your muscles. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's right, yeah. I I know that Raymond truly believes that this boy hasn't done anything to, to turn his back on, a, on a, his people. Um, so I, I want to trust Raymond's opinion you know i want to trust the way that he's feeling about this that that you know the boy is just a victim and if he is just a victim in all of this you know if he's being manipulated then 
you know, no, no harm will come to him, of course. Uh, if, if we do find out that he has intentionally turned his back on us or intentionally sold us out, then we are going to have to do something, Frank. You, you understand this, right? Yeah, yeah, Manny. I know. But we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, of course, while, while, you know, while we try to get to the bottom of this. Now that's what I want to talk to you about. What what do you think we can we can do here? I mean, surely we can't just go to these, you know, these kids' families' houses and start knocking on the doors to try to try to figure out what to do next. I mean, we got to get to the bottom of this and Why not? Frankly, right uh, you know, as much as I'd like to, it just it would probably just bring us more trouble than than answers, you know? I mean, people don't really respond kindly to uh you know strange older men knocking on their doors asking about their children or any kind of intrusiveness like that we got to think of something we can do here uh anyways sure we'll figure something out just add this to the other problems i gotta deal with maybe instead of asking their parents we can ask their friends hmm I wonder about how how we would be perceived if we were just, you know, two grown men hanging around schoolyards or other places where children hang out. It's uh, it could be oh. risky, Frank. It could be risky. Okay, maybe let Isabella do it. <laughs> no, that's not a bad idea. And you see, Manny kind of enjoys that a little bit. He's like, he he flicks his cigarette out, and he's like, "All right, anyways, Frank, hop in. I'm gonna take another ride." Right. Right. Where are we you, going this time, Manny? Uh, similar place as last time. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure you remember the other night ago, we, we headed down this direction towards the Everglades. I had to uh, talk to somebody mm. who would be potentially causing some problems for us. Uh, I'm just trying to find out some more, you know, maybe see if I can get any information. You know, this whole thing with Charlie and the in the dream and, and the kids and all this stuff, this is just one of many problems I'm trying to deal with right now. Being being in charge of the freehold, even though it's it's a seasonal seasonal gig, it's it's still a lot of work for me. It's ah oh, Jesus Christ, you know. There's a lot of people causing trouble lately. That's right, Frank. There is a lot of our own people causing trouble too. And I'm gonna tell you what, that shit ain't gonna fly while while I'm in charge. Of course, Manny. But we have to be subtle with the way we go about these things, you know. We can't bring too much attention to ourselves in the way that we, the way that we handle things. We have to, certain things will, will just be between us, like, like this drive here and, you know, any of these types of conversations that we've had. The there are others in the freehold, Frank, let me just say everything I do, I do for the freehold, but the others in the freehold might not understand our methods. They don't, they're softer than us. You know, they don't understand the certain things require a violent response. That's the only way that we can protect our people. That's the only way that we can ensure, you know, the well-being of everybody in the freehold. And yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of stuff that I've, I'm seeing and I'm not happy with, but it's all going to change, Frank. I'm in charge. Things are going to be different from here on out. And you guys are, you guys, uh, you know, continue driving. Isabel, I'm going to cut back to you right now. Um, you're at home sitting on the couch. You're just kind of like watching uh, a show. I'll let you describe what your, you know, what your actual relaxation thing going on right now is at home, if you want. Um, 
you know, uh, I didn't have anything specific in mind. It can be anything, just something to, like I said, take her mind off things. So it could just be there's just some TV show, there's whatever's playing, and she's just kind of like uh, sitting there, kind of staring at the screen, just like not really absorbing it, you know? Um, just maybe it's some kind of like um, like soap or something like that that's on. She's not really paying a whole lot of attention to it, just kind of... Uh, like she's still she's still got her mind on all this stuff she wants to just kind of let it go but like it's bothering her you know there's just this whole side of this story about this kid just uh these these children disappearing and and he swore up and down it's gonna be it's like this thing and she's not sure it is and so if it's not and based on what raymond said like what if what if you know he's hurting people what if he's hurting kids what if this 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 other changeling is hurting kids, making them true. And what if, like, as well intentioned as he's sounding, you know, not meaning to do anything? What if he's still, yeah? What if he's still harming people? You know, there's a lot of a lot of what ifs in the the whole Charlie thing. Exactly. So, like, she's she's trying to just kind of think about other things, but it's still kind of there in the back of her mind. You know, when there when you know when there's that that really heavy kind of like dark thing in your head and you just can't. You can't shake that's kind of what's going on with her right now yeah it's it's you know you're finding it difficult to uh just like let yourself be distracted by just like you know mindless like tv and stuff like that yeah. because you're mindless, having like, this... spanish soaps playing yeah on yeah television and she's just like sitting there you're just, just like not paying attention to it really yeah. because like it's really you're really just like thinking about you know the events of the night hello folks have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. <laughs> The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. 
central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Roleplayers Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the Duets tag to find out more.